0: Up next on 2 RFM, Thursday Finance with Brett Hall, joining me, Jan Klein, and we're going to take a look at financial considerations when starting a new job. We'll also have our weekly market update with Henry Jennings from the Marcus Today Financial Newsletter. Take a look at currencies and commodities and maybe even house prices. Just before we take a look at currencies and commodities, Brett, Mm -hmm. um, what about house prices? The Newcastle Herald has got it all splashed all over the front page. Yeah,
1: that's right. front page of the Newcastle Herald today um, gives us some good news for local homeowners. Um, Probably not so great for those looking to get into the market. But, yeah, that's right. So Newcastle prices are up almost 8% uh, in the the last 12 months. So the Hunter region has overall performed well by comparison to Sydney, which is down around 5% over the past uh, 12 months. So yes, that's some, I guess, some, some good news locally. I guess it, uh, when, when house prices are increasing, it also uh, helps give confidence to consumers because they obviously feel a bit wealthier um, and that helps with, with spending, so, so, which is quite good. There's a lot of construction, as we all know, and we continually talk about in Newcastle and, and lending has become um, more difficult, especially for developers and that'll that'll continue. But also, it has become more difficult for, for home uh, buyers. So, I think potentially the, the reason for that is there is there are, there are people moving into Newcastle or, or our Hunter region yeah. um, from Sydney. I mean, that's, that's part of it, but only probably a small part. But there's also.
0: So, they're selling in Sydney and they've got money to spend in Newcastle.
1: That's right. I mean, there's, as uh, one of the quotes in the, the article today suggests, that um, one, one local uh, buyer. Has moved from Sydney, sold up their their house in Sydney for three million dollars and acquired in something something acquired a property in Newcastle for significantly less. And you know, there's there's money left over to I guess add to their their savings and and uh, lifestyle. So yeah, so that, that's part of it. And I think also some reshuffling people that have owned in this Newcastle market or the Hunter region area are selling and and you know buying something possibly worth a little bit more. So mm. Um, yes, yeah, so that's something to watch and, and good to see that that trend uh, locally. So, yeah, we'll move on to...
0: Watch our house prices. And in the meantime, yeah. what about all the other things like gold that we hold, yeah. all those <laughs> currencies and commodities? Yeah, that's right. So, How are they going?
1: Yeah, so they'll flat across the week except for uh, copper. It's trading at $8,446 a tonne. Gold, uh, $1,648 an ounce. Uh, tin is at twenty six thousand six hundred and forty one dollars a ton. Uh, currencies: uh, the U S dollar is actually up on uh, last week at one point three percent, at seventy four. Um, the yuan trading at uh, so one Australian dollar buys buys five point zero four yuan, which is uh, up one percent on last week. New Zealand dollar: so one Australian dollar buys one dollar and eight New Zealand dollars. Is that up? That's up, yep. Yeah. Up on last week, so only only slightly.
0: Mm. Okay, so nothing to draw any conclusions from at this stage. No, not at this stage,
1: <laughs> no. So uh, now the, uh, the market in Australia, the market uh, has opened down slightly. Uh, it's trading at 6,341. Uh, in the US, uh, the S&P 500, 2,846, up 1.5% on last week. Uh, In the UK, uh, the market's flat at $7,658. Moving on to some of the major stock prices. Uh, BHP is trading uh, this morning at $33.75. The Commonwealth Bank, $74.76. The Newcastle um, local health insurer, um, NIB, which trades trades as NHF, is at $5.57. Telstra down 1% at $2.73. And lastly, oh. fuel prices.
0: Ah, yes. <laughs> That's the big question yes. that
1: affects us all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, um, unleaded in Newcastle is uh, $1.49 and in Sydney $1.48, both up 3 and 4% respectively. And diesel a Newcastle $1.53 and Sydney $1.50, which is pretty much the same as they were a week ago. Welcome, Henry. Thanks for joining us again this week. Good afternoon, Brett. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Excellent. All right, so uh, this morning uh, Fairfax and Nine have announced they're going to merge.
2: It's been a big, big morning on the market, yes. The uh, the Fairfax... Uh, group is merging with Nine. Nine is going to be taking the upper hand with just over 51% of the deal, if it is approved by shareholders. That is, um, which you would imagine that uh, they'd be mad not to. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, it's obviously got to get a few approvals in terms of a triple C and all that sort of stuff. But the yep. board, both boards, are recommending it goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, uh, the the majority of the uh, or the major majority of the the, the bid. Um, is in shares um, and nine entertainment shares have fallen 8% today uh, whereas Fairfax shares are actually up 11%. Hmm. So um, I think it works out at current prices. Uh, I'd have to do the math but it's probably around sort of 85, 86 cents and you get a a 2.5 cent um, bonus as well. So um, yeah, it looks like um, the market seems to like it from a Fairfax point of view but not so keen from a nine network point of view and we'll probably see continued I guess, on those shares as the arbitrages uh, step in. And Nine Network has been a massively uh, great performing stock this year, surprisingly, isn't it, when you mm. consider all the uh, the inroads that digital media has been making into uh, their traditional advertising market. Nine has shone, so um, it's still the one.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. And uh, so from what I read at this stage, it doesn't appear that there'll be any regulatory uh hurdles that should, should pass through those okay? Be
2: I wouldn't have thought so but that's a place that the government has, uh, has sort of deregulated the media landscape mm. just so these sorts of deals could happen. The, the question for the market is whether this becomes the first penguin mm-hmm. um, and this could be the biggest penguin I guess. Yep. Um, when, once the penguins start jumping off the ice shelf, all the penguins <laughs> tend to jump off the ice shelf and everyone follows everybody else. So That, that is the possibility that we will see more action in the sector Oh. Um, and everybody else trying to grab a dance partner as well. Seven West Media um, is up a smidge today, point uh, eight of a percent. Yeah. Um, and uh, Southern Cross, which is uh, another one that has a potential type, is um, is up point four percent. So not a lot of penguin movement at the moment, mm-hmm. but you never know. You
1: yes. never know. Yes, we shall see. All right, moving on. So uh, Hamish, Hamish Douglas uh, from Magellan has announced yeah. that they're uh, increasing their cash-holding in the global fund um, on the prediction of a significant correction in the global markets yeah uh, I think uh, I think he's been saying that for some time though um, he's,
2: he's a broken record on this
1: yeah yeah I like went to a been...
2: presentation he did two years ago and he was saying the same thing <laughs> Um these guys, I mean, they, they love getting uh, their name in the papers, mm. uh, especially if they can make the front page, because obviously uh, attracting money in, into your fund is all about profile, it's all about uh, being seen, there's mm-hmm. a lot of competition out there, so you know, 18% is not a massive cash holding, I have to say, and yep. uh, they probably uh, wish they'd had a bit of a more of a cash holding because they're quite large holders of Facebook, which, It's not going to be too good. But, yeah, 18% is not a huge...
1: Do you see any merit that some of those? I mean, they're mainly invested in the in the US. Um, are at full full value?
2: Or well, undervalued? Do you... Yeah. Well, you, you say that, but you know, a stock like Apple is trading on a PE of sixteen. Mm. Um, Google is growing at twenty percent. They're trading on a PE of twenty. Whereas yep. we have a stock here like Afterpay, yep. which is trading on $150, one hundred and fifty, two hundred. Times yeah. earnings, yeah. You know, So who is uh, who is <laughs> overvalued? Um, yeah. So you know, there's certainly some some concerns simmering away on the macro front out there. I mean, not least of which is trade wars, China slowed down, yeah. deleveraging, higher interest rates, and then, you know, certainly most bull markets, especially bull markets of this maturity. Yeah. Um, the Fed raising rates is the thing that kills them, mm. um, and we know that they're going to raise rates. We're going to see the GDP print from the U.S. Um, tomorrow, and it could be huge. Yep. So, um, you know, the, the Donald himself has been talking about 4.8% GDP growth, which is, mm. you know, massive, massive mm. growth. Mm-hmm. If, if you believe um, that it's not fake news, of course. Yep. So, um, anyway, we'll see what it prints. But yeah, you know, certainly, are risks out there.
1: So talking about uh, interest rates and and back here locally, um, the inflation numbers are out. Is there inflation numbers? Sorry? I didn't realise
2: we had any inflation anymore. (laughs) We should just stop even doing the numbers. Yeah. It was um, pretty
1: tepid. Yes, yes, that's right. So uh, it indicates obviously no uh, likelihood of a near uh, interest rate increase at this point.
2: Not at all. I mean, the, the RBA is going to be copying and pasting um, their board minutes for the next year, at least, uh, on the basis of those numbers. There is very little inflation in the system. The inflation that we have got is coming through uh, higher energy prices, higher health insurance prices, hmm. um, higher petrol prices, hmm. um, which are kind of beyond... the. the, the you know, it's not really that controllable. Hmm. Um, the non discretionary stuff is the stuff that's going up. The discretionary spending has been under pressure, and those prices remain under pressure, and it's very hard to see the RBA moving uh, in this environment, especially when you consider that you know we've got house prices, uh, certainly in Sydney, uh, on the nose a little bit. They wouldn't like to add fuel to that yeah, and, right. kick, and kick a man when he's down. It's, it's a very difficult balancing act the RBA has, because at the end of the day, it's all about relativities. Mm-hmm. And our interest rates relative to the U.S. are low and the U.S. is raising theirs. And we've seen that uh, that difference um, go from uh, sort of negative to positive now and that, that does affect the Aussie dollar, which looks like it's heading down still.
1: Yeah. Yes, Henry, we um, see uh, that they've announced that coals uh, uh, are on the uh, improving rug with regards to their sales um, and UBS have announced that uh, Woolworths have actually flattened in terms of their sales growth. I guess mm. this is probably a positive step for for uh, for Coles with their planned um, demerger or their spin off Yeah. Yeah. I Coles. mean. I mean.
2: The, the, the Coles Woolies um seesaw waxes and wanes doesn't it mm. i mean you know, one one year Coles is in the ascendancy and one year Woolies is in the ascendancy yep. it does it does sort of uh, flit around it just depends on who cuts their prices and how many dodgy uh, 1970s english rock bands put their name to their marketing <laughs> campaign uh, with big red hands um it's um at the moment, it's looking like uh, the plan is for West farmers shareholders will be uh, getting some shares in coals, freebie, um, mm-hmm. so they, uh, they were hiving it off, demerging it. Um, so it's a bit like the uh, National Bank did with um, with the uh, Clydesdale Bank in terms of the UK business when they hived that off. So mm-hmm. West farmers will drop and you'll have a whole new share in uh, coals, and the, the, the theory is that divided they will be stronger. Um, yeah, you know, it's a bit magic pudding-like, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I have to say that the share price of West Farmers has gone pretty well on the back of this announcement they're going to demerge, it. I have to say oh, I'm a little bit sceptical and have been saying to people you should sell them at 50 bucks because uh, mm. it's just... You know, it's it's not a magic pudding. Just because you divide doesn't mean to say you're going to conquer. Um, so, um, but at the moment, um, the market does like it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, as I say, that that sort of um, the Woolworths um, and Coles battle mm-hmm. continues. And, mm-hmm. and Aldi, you know, there they are in, in sort of third place, and well, not mm-hmm. even third place actually. It's probably Metcash with IGA in third place, and then then mm-hmm. Aldi um, a long way behind, but. Uh,
1: yeah, which is interesting because it wasn't that long ago. It was really uh, Aldi was the primary um, discussion point. Where now it seems to be flipped back towards the the competition between Coles and Woolworths. And um, yeah, you know, I have to say I've noticed that the, the prices in in Coles and Woolworths have have dropped. Um, you know, in the last 12 months. And I think um, you know it, it seems to be that Aldi. It's now seen as less of a threat, and it's more the competition between the the two of them again
2: yeah it's weird isn't it it's, well I, I guess i don't think that's the reality i think that's the rhetoric and the, and the media um response and the media focus on mm. i know when i go into i went to woolies last night and i bought about six things and it was 50 bucks and i'm looking i'm thinking how is that 50 yeah. dollars it's just crazy but uh you know food is still I, I think quite expensive in this country it's it's a bit scary but anyway you, you never seem to get out for less than 20 or 50 bucks yeah, and, I mean, you, you, you buy. Uh, Litres of milk and
1: that's yeah, yep. five bucks or something if yep. you buy the expensive stuff mm-hmm. I should stop buying A2 shouldn't I <laughs> uh, so uh, Ramsey Healthcare is lobbying for deregula- deregulation in the the pharmacy profession um, obviously they see it as something they would like to get more into I'm sure they would <laughs>
2: yeah I, I, you know I've, there's been a huge amount of pushback from the pharmacy guild on, on all these kind of things it, um, you know it, it's still kind of very much a, a closed shop there's, there's obviously been some moves overseas in terms of freeing up the way uh, prescriptions are handled and, and that sort of thing and maybe that's, that's where ramsey's coming from and, and certainly you know it may help them they've probably got bigger issues at the moment. Than And yep. uh, and so it's 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 proving tough for Ramsey I have to say I'm not. They did make a, 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 an approach to a Swedish company uh, to uh, to make a takeover, uh, which got rebuffed, and and, may, and that kind of got the market a little bit excited in terms of. Potential um, deals they could do, but that seems to have um, died down again. And, and we're, we're seeing—you know—it's not—it's not a basket case, but certainly that that health space is is really hard. It mm-hmm. is hard work. Governments mm-hmm. are spending more and more money on healthcare, yep. and they really don't want to spend more and more money on healthcare. No, They—they right. they really want to try and uh, rein in those healthcare costs, as do the private health insurers and everybody else does. Yep. So, in that environment, it's really hard to. Um, to get too excited about those sorts of companies. Sonic's done very well, but Primary and uh, Ramsey, not so good.
1: Yep. And I think uh, the Labor government's proposing if they get elected at the next uh, election, they would do a, a, a commissioner report into the um, into the health system and private health insurers in the private hospitals, I think.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, there that, that, that would be, I would imagine... If Labor get into power, there will be a lot of changes, and it mm-hmm. won't just be
1: healthcare. And now, lastly, um, the federal government has released a report um, what Australia needs to do to, I guess, capitalise on the the growth of uh, India. It's been reported that by uh, 2060, um, India could be the largest economy in the world. Um, yes. So um, yeah, I think that's. I mean, it's been talked about for a while. You know that obviously Australia is focused on uh, China and, and doing business with the the Chinese and the uh, opportunity that exists there. And uh, I guess it's been talked about for a while that well, you know, India um, is is a is a country that presents itself with some opportunity. Um, Certainly does. And uh, yeah, I think it's almost certain that it'll have the the, the largest uh, population. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I guess it's um, for our for our uh, exporters, etc. That you know, doing doing. There's an opportunity there beyond China.
2: Well, well, there is. I mean, India is going to be the, the biggest growth. Mm. Interestingly, Africa is another uh, massive demographic shift as well. If you you fast forward to 2050, 2060, you'll see uh, places in uh, Nigeria will become super cities. They already are massive economies, Mm. um, oil-based as well. Um, This this report was a 500-page glossy report. I I was reading in the paper the other day how it have been commissioned with a massive fanfare and You take off all your clothes and lay them on the floor and look at the labels most of them will say made in china
0: mm-hmm.
2: so or maybe that's just me
0: <laughs> i think you're right <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um but yes i mean it's 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 going to be a big factor and uh we shall see how it progresses but i don't think i'll be uh, around in uh 2050 unfortunately or <laughs> Maybe, you never know. What's that, 32 years away?
0: Once the wonder pill comes along.
2: (laughs) Uh, Hopefully we'll still be talking then, Brett. Yeah,
1: that's
0: right.
2: (laughs) You can can ring me up in my retirement village.
0: Well, my day. and that's our market update for today. Thank you, Henry Jennings. Uh, Brett, we're going to think about financial considerations when starting a new job. What's the first thing you come up against?
1: Yes, obviously, when you when you start a new job, there's some forms that you get when you uh, when you first start, um, and obviously one of those is the tax file number declaration form, where you supply your tax file number to your employer, and you. Uh, Make various uh, nominations or elections on that form, um, so that they can uh, primarily uh, tax you correctly. So, one of the um, one of the I guess a couple of the key questions on that form is whether you're claiming or not the tax-free threshold. And what so, does
0: that actually mean?
1: Yeah, so basically it means when when your employer uh, pays you um, in their pay cycle, it's whether or not they. Uh, don't ta- don't take tax on the f- the first eighteen thousand uh, dollars, um, and uh, right. yeah, so because
0: we all get the first eighteen thousand tax free. Yep, right.
1: So, um, so but that's but you can't a, have
0: that on every job you do, can you, if you've So, if you have got more than one, yep, if
1: you have more than one job, then you, you can't claim um, that threshold uh, on the second job. So, often uh, it's a very common question that that we get is uh, people are under the perception that when they work a second job, they're going to lose half of it in tax. Well, that's not not the case. I mean, um, it, it, in any case, you know, when, when you work multiple jobs, all that income goes into your tax return at the end of the year and is assessed in, in the same way, whether it was earned from one job or multiple jobs. So the tax file number um, declaration and choosing whether or not to claim the, the threshold or not really just helps in that um, uh, estimation of, that the employer withholds from your salary towards uh, your overall assessment at the end of the year. Mm. So, um, so the other critical uh, question that's on there is whether or not you have a help or student supplement uh, loan, and again, that determines uh, the amount of tax uh, that your employer w- will withhold from your uh, from your from your income, and um, so that's that's critical to to make sure that you um, elect that because if you don't and you do have one of those those debts, then you'll end up with a, a, a um, unwelcoming, unwelcoming surprise when you lodge your tax return because you'll have uh, some additional uh, tax to pay at the time. So it's obviously better to to have that withheld from your um, from your income on a regular basis rather than having it all payable at, at the end. So um, so it's you know making sure that you um, that you do tick that box if you've got it, and then obviously when that has been repaid in full, notifying your employer that you no longer have that debt, and they'll no longer uh, withhold that mm-hmm. from your from your income. Mm-hmm. So the other, the other form um that you uh should receive when you start a new job is um superannuation choice form so you know, notifying your employer where we, where you would like your superannuation contributions made to and this is really important because if you don't uh notify your employer then then uh the employer will make contributions to your default uh to their default uh, superannuation fund which means if you already have a fund uh you know they'll actually create a new fund um, organize for the creation of a new fund, and you will um, have uh, contributions going to a separate fund, which means you know multiple funds, multiple fees, possibly multiple uh insurance policies, so you're basically making payments there. Um, or incurring some additional costs unnecessarily. So, I guess when you start a new job, it's also a good time to look at what superannuation funds you might have um, and consolidate those. It's um, generally best to just have one. Um, so and then
0: one lot of fees coming out instead yeah, of multiple. Yeah. That's
1: right. And you know, if you're moving addresses, moving moving house or postal address, then uh, you know you might lose some of that um, or forget to notify those those funds along the way, and you know you lose lose uh, touch with the super fund and and, um, and possibly not regain that. Um, so it's just obviously uh, you know, a good way to, it's to make sure. A sensible way of doing things. Yes.
0: We've looked at superannuation. We've looked at the forms we need to fill in. What else do we need to think about?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's always important to, to make yourself informed of uh, what your entitlements are. So when you start a new job, you would uh, should receive a, a letter of offer or an employment agreement. Um, should make sure you read that to to inform yourself of what uh, your entitlements are, what you're if you're being paid by an hourly rate, what that what that is. Um, and so, I mean, for a start, that enables you to then check your your weekly or fortnightly, monthly pay slip. Uh, and and you know, payroll clerks or employers can make mistakes, so it's important to obviously check those. Most of us. Don't check our payslips, and um, it's important to check that and, and make sure that you're actually receiving what you're entitled to. So, if you're paid under an award, um, it's worthwhile again going online and, and checking that um, and uh, having a read of what you're entitled entitled. Also. Uh, entitled to under that award so and i
0: suppose things like sick leave and and those yep. things it's good to be aware of that before it happens
1: yeah that's right and, and even the the hourly rate just making sure that you're actually getting uh the, the correct rate and so those, those can be found on uh, fairwork.gov.au and uh so yeah that's that's something to to be mindful of when you when you start a new job um and yeah the, the other thing is is that will also i guess alert you to if you if you get that and if you you're New employee doesn't give you something in writing about what your, your um your entitlements are, then you should ask for that. Um, and you know that would then alert you to whether or not you're being, uh, I guess, paid legitimately or, or what's known as cash in hand. Which um, you know, I think is something to be careful of. While it might sound lucrative to uh, receive cash in hand, it's not not the best way, uh, to be paid. Um, so, because you know whether you're being paid cash, um, it still doesn't. It means that you know that's still accessible income and it needs to be declared um, on your tax return, and and tax should be paid on that. So, um, so that's you know something to to look for when you when you start a new job, um, and uh, you know monitoring um, your entitlements along the way. So making sure your superannuation is paid on a uh, on a on a regular basis by your employer. And that means you know checking your uh, superannuation statements uh, when they arrive because you know in business if, if cash flow is tight, unfortunately superannuation is one of those expenses that employers will uh, will 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 delay paying or or not pay. So you know if you can get onto it early. Um, you can then raise that uh, with your employer or with the with the tax office.
0: Yes, I suppose, um, yes, better to be careful beforehand rather than find out afterwards something's been missed.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's so right.
0: starting a new job, yes, uh, you need to think about the money involved and how you're getting it. Yeah, Well, correct. that's Thursday Finance for today. Thank you, Brett Hall. No worries, thank and you. And we'll look forward to it again next uh, Thursday. It's on to a new RFM.